The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And Jesus said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and various places, famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, by brothers and sisters, and by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. As we near the end of the liturgical year, the theme is on end things, the end of the world. Now, there's also a shift in the type of literature that we hear about. It's called apocalyptic. It's a Greek word. It simply means to pull back the veil. Apocalyptic literature we find throughout the scriptures, and it's a literature for people in crisis, people who are suffering greatly, whether it's individually or nations. We find it in the book of Daniel, because Daniel was certainly in captivity. He was suffering. We find it in the last book of the Bible, the book of the Apocalypse, the Revelation, and we find it in today's readings. Now, this literature, as I say, is meant for people in crisis. So let me give you an example, contemporary, of how this could apply. Say you were alive in 1940, 1941, and you were living in England, and you were living in one of the major cities. What was happening? The Blitz, bombs falling on your cities. Not just day, but week after week, month after month. And if you were in that situation, you were living in that city that was being bombed, whether it was Liverpool or London or Coventry or one of the others, you might tend to think this is the end because there's no stopping it. And you might despair and give up hope. But what at that time if someone were to give you a glimpse of the future, pull back the veil, and you saw, a few years later, V-Day, victory, and you knew that was going to be the result. Well, that would certainly give you hope 
in that situation where even though the bombs continue to fall, you know that's not the end. That's what's happening here. And that's what apocalyptic literature is meant to do. Let me give you another example. I was at the pre-study days with all the priests of the diocese a couple of weeks ago, and the presenter, Brett Powell, told a story, a true story, about one of the highest ranking officers in the U.S. Air Force. His name was Vice Admiral James Stockdale. He was shot down over one of his missions in Vietnam, and he was taken prisoner, along with some others. And he was put in a very notorious prison, nicknamed the Hanoi Hilton. It was notorious because of a lot of torture, a lot of suffering. And they tried to break these prisoners to find out information. He was there seven and a half years and survived. Now, he was in a time of crisis for sure and suffering. The question is whether he would give in. So what happened? Well, he did get out at the end. And an author by the name of James Collin, who wrote a book called From Good to Great, interviewed this particular general with regard to his coping strategy during his time in the prison camp. When Collins asked Admiral Stockdale which prisoners did not make it out of Vietnam, Stockdale replied, oh, that's easy, the optimists. They were the ones who said, we're going to be out by Christmas. And Christmas came, Christmas went, they were still there. Then they'd say, we were going to be out by Easter. And Easter would come, Easter would go, they were still there. And then Thanksgiving, then Christmas again. And they died of a broken heart. He continues, this is General Stockdale. This is a very important lesson that we learn. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the situation, the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever it might be. Now, let's apply this to our gospel. Here we have a people in crisis, for sure. There's a clash of civilizations. The Old Testament coming to an end, the New Testament coming in, the difference between law and grace. But both Jews and Christians were under the same domination of the Roman Empire, and they were brutal. Now, look what happens in this gospel. Some people look at the temple, these are Jews, and they marvel at this great, great temple that Herod built, overlaid with gold, costly stones, and they said, this will never be destroyed, and I'm going to place my hope in that, even though I'm under subjection. Now, that's the optimists. Jesus corrects them and says, no, not one stone will be left upon another. All will be torn down, and we know that, in fact, happened. We began when Jesus himself died on the cross. The veil in the temple was cut in two, ripped from top to bottom. That was the beginning of the destruction. And then in 70 AD, the emperor Vespasian sent his general Titus into the city, and he destroyed the entire city and the temple. You can imagine if you're in that temple, you look up in the ceiling and there's etched on the ceiling these great images of the planets and stars because the Jews thought the temple was a microcosm of the whole universe. This was their hope, and it was all coming down. 
So Jesus says, that's the reality. That's the brutal facts. And you have got to face that. And let me lay out for you what you will face and then what will be the end. And that's the apocalyptic. He pulls back the veil for these people and for all of us because this applies to every generation. He says, first of all, you're going to be led astray by false teachers. Be aware and don't follow them. You will have wars and insurrections. That was certainly the reality in the Roman Empire. They were brutal. There will be earthquakes, famines, and plagues, and that was certainly the case as well at the time. And then they will persecute you. And they did. Especially the early Christians were thrown to the lions. But, Jesus says, in the end, not a hair of your head will perish by your endurance, you will gain your souls. That's the hope. And he's referring to the general resurrection when we get our bodies back, united with our soul, and not one hair will be out of place. We will have glorified bodies. So what Jesus is saying to this generation, yes, there's going to be difficulties, sufferings. But if you persevere, and I've shown you the end, and you believe in me, there will be glory. That's apocalyptic literature. And, of course, the Christians did persevere. In fact, they did more than that. They testified, which is what Jesus also says. Make sure this is an opportunity to testify during these brutal times. And the Christians did. They laid down their lives, and the Roman Empire was converted. Now, if we take a look at our own culture or generation, we're a people under crisis. There's no denying it. There's no sense being an optimist that this is all going to just go away, we are. Whether it's in the culture, in the church, perhaps in our own lives, we may be suffering in some way that you don't see how this could possibly work out. But here's Jesus saying exactly what he said to this first generation to us. I'm going to pull back the veil. I'm not going to deny the suffering. The bombs will continue to fall, but there will be a glorious end. If you persevere, if you trust me. Now, that's exactly what we're called to do. Because we have the opportunity to testify as well. By our lives, you're here today, which is great. You could be doing other things. And you're here because you believe what Jesus is saying. That if we persevere, we trust in him, and we live lives of charity, there will be a glorious end for us. Victory, V-Day. One last story. Again, I heard from the pre-study days. Brett Powell told us about this true story of a famous athlete by the name of Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister was famous because he broke the four-minute mile in 1954. Now, that was thought could never be done. It was tried by many athletes for decades before, all the way back into the 1800s, and they never succeeded. It was so impossible, they thought, that it became a psychological barrier, not just a physical barrier. People thought this was not possible. The human body could not do this. Roger Bannister did. He broke it by just a hair of a second, under four minutes. But the amazing thing that happened after that Once that psychological barrier had been broken, 
In fact, within a couple of months, three other athletes broke the four-minute mile. And since then, till now, thousands of athletes routinely break the four-minute mile. Why? Because one person said, I don't believe this is impossible, and I'm going to crush this so-called barrier. Now, for us, there may be perceived barriers in our lives. We think, I can never overcome this addiction that I'm under, or this suffering, or this situation. Or maybe the culture we think is so, there's so many difficulties that we think that's impossible to correct. Jesus is telling us something very different. With me, all things are possible. St. Paul says that. Let us receive these readings. It's joyful, hopeful. We're called to live a people of hope because we've been given this insight into the future. The suffering will continue for us, yes. That's not the end. In fact, in that suffering, we have this beautiful opportunity to testify and to say, well, I thought that was impossible for me, but I put my trust in Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm a changed person. I no longer do this thing that I did before. And then we become, as we're supposed to be, people of great hope and great joy. That's the readings today. Let us rejoice that God is calling us to this marvelous future, this glorious future. Yes, through suffering, Jesus died on the cross. He went through his scourging, but he knew the future, and now he's let us in on that secret. In Christ, all things are possible. Let us be believers, let us hope, let us rejoice. We are a people of God. We have the message of Jesus. Let us rejoice and be glad.